Hey, thanks for listening to the Daily Walk podcast. Just want to remind you that if you have any questions, any thoughts, any comments, or any prayer requests, you can go online to the Boulder Church website, which is at boulder.church. Send them along. We'd love to hear from you. Otherwise, look after each other and live love. Good morning. It is Friday, July 19. Welcome to Daily Walk. I am Becky de Olivella. Okay. I just, I hadn't said my name in a weird way for a while. So, yeah, I, that, was, of, that was a super weird way. Yeah. I was, it was like, like, yeah. I felt I as like, if it was like I'd had a stroke, but now I'm back to normal. Okay, good. Good. Glad, <laughs> glad you recovered. I've noticed, from no, that. People like yeah. it when I say my name in a weird way. I get more. Get more feedback. I feel like, oh, I love it when you say your name in a weird way. Uh, so then I feel like I need to do that. Awkward. All right. Good. It's entertaining. You know? My name is just Jafet de Oliveira, like, wow, and it's such an easy name to say. It never gets, never gets, it never gets destroyed. It never gets destroyed. It never gets destroyed by anybody. Yes. Let me uh, let me pray for today. It's the end of the week. Uh, tomorrow's Sabbath, and uh, and so um, let me pray for today as we read this passage one more time. Heavenly Father, just thankful for the letter of Colossians as a whole. Thankful that two thousand years on, we get to reread it right now at this moment in time. We ask, Lord, for your Spirit to bless us, to give us the wisdom and insight as we explore it one more time. In Jesus' precious name, Amen. Amen. Okay, we are back in the English Standard Version today, the ESV. That is what I read from on Sunday, if you remember, because I'm sure you've thought about it every waking moment between Sunday and now. Absolutely. Thank you. Thank you. I'm reading Colossians chapter 1, verses 1 through 10, subheading, Greeting. Paul, an apostle of Christ Jesus by the will of God, and Timothy, our brother, to the saints and faithful brothers in Christ at Colossae, grace to you and peace from God, our Father, subheading, Thanksgiving and Prayer. We always thank God, the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, when we pray for you. Since we heard of your faith in Christ Jesus and of the love you have for the saint, for all the saints, because of the hope laid up for you in heaven, of this you have heard before in the word of the truth, the gospel, which has come to you, as indeed in the whole world it is bearing fruit and increasing, as it also does among you, since the day you heard it and understood the grace of God in truth, just as you learned it from Epaphras, our beloved fellow servant. He is a faithful minister of Christ on your behalf and has made known to us your love in the Spirit. And so from the day we heard, we have not ceased to pray for you, asking that you may be filled with the knowledge of his will in all spiritual wisdom and understanding, so as to walk in a manner worthy of the Lord, fully pleasing to him, bearing fruit in every good work, and increasing in the knowledge of God. Great. Mm. All right, here's our final question for today and for this week. Uh, Why is genuine faith never just believing things are true, that is intellectual assent? What else is required to make it real? Oh, this is such a hard question for me because, okay, you know me and how... Do I know you? Yeah. A little bit. You know how I have this... I don't totally understand (laughs) faith. Like Good, nobody does. I don't understand. I feel like I suspend belief quite a bit, like... Huh. Like, I feel like there's situations in which, okay, I don't have a lot of evidence. I couldn't conclusively say something one way or the other. So I kind of just hang it out there. Like, okay. like if something were to happen, yeah, then it'd be like, okay, yeah, I, I believe that. And if it didn't, I'd kind of keep that thing hanging out there. And so it's like, it doesn't feel like, what difference does it make whether I have faith in something or not? I, I'm not required to have faith in mm. order to... Do anything. People say, oh, well, you have faith that the sun is going to rise the next day. And I'm like, that's not really faith. That's kind of 
it always does. So there's a certain amount of evidence that you have. There's no reason to think that it won't. I don't think mm -hmm. that requires a huge leap of faith. People say, well, it takes faith to believe that your partner loves you. Again, not really because... There's evidence. They tell you. Yeah, there's evidence. They tell you so. They, you. they do certain things. You mm -hmm. kind of have reason to think that they're not going to abandon you on the side of the road. <laughs> so I don't feel like a lot of things in my life require these great leaps of faith, mm -hmm. I guess. Do you feel that? I, I don't know I, anybody who does, really. Like, we talk about it, but it's like in practice, what, what do you need faith for? Like, I think, what's, it, what's it about? I think so. So here's the thing is that I think Paul's going to take us to a place where he wants us to to grow and to be smart and to be intelligent, not just with our, our heart to, to, to connect with God, but also to... In, to with our minds as well uh, to have this kind of like the balance between the two things. However, he does recognize and he and he pushes. I mean, the book of Hebrews at some point will hopefully preach through the whole book of Hebrews and and do and look at that. There is something beautiful to be said for those who believe in things that they do not see or understand entirely. Why? And because they raise hope, um, and because there is something to be said for. Your faith, if your faith is in something greater than what we understand. So, for instance, Paul in the letter of Colossians, he's going to be pushing forward and saying, look, the faith I want you to have is actually not in me. It's actually in Jesus Christ. If you can have faith in Jesus, he's bigger than anything you can imagine. Now, you don't know everything about Jesus, but you've got to have this faith in, in God who is greater than anything you could ever grasp. And he is supreme and he is all-sufficient. And that is mind-blowing to some people to put their kind of trust in. Well, I can think of situations, say, in the Bible where people have had to have faith where, okay, say sure. the, the children of Israel with Moses where they, they crossed the, the Red Sea and the chariots of the Egyptians were chasing them and they had to step into the sea. Yeah, yeah. I you know, that. and the sea, the sea parts and they walk through it. Uh -huh. And, I mean, they had no way of knowing that that was going to work out. And there were many situations with them where, you know, they, they, they lost faith. They constantly lost faith, which I think is the most interesting thing about them. Um, and it probably pertains to us too, how many times they had really amazing supernatural things happen yeah, yeah. and yet they still constantly lost faith. And I well, think that's true for us, that's, you know, that's true. that yeah, you forget, so real. you forget the things that have miraculously happened. I mean, it's hard to think of anything more spectacular than the sea parting that doesn't happen for most 40 of us 40 days after just leaving their their wanderings from egypt mm -hmm. they're like decadently in an orgy and they're out of control and so they lose sight. And they, they think oh you know yeah. god is but i think we do this too you know you'll have some amazing answer to prayer or a problem that you maybe even hadn't bothered praying about because you were so convinced that w it was unsolvable and then yeah. you get an answer to it but then you kind of think, oh, well, was that really God or was it just a coincidence? You know, you don't really know. And other things come up and you, you're not sure that anything else will work out. So. Paul, Paul says in verses five, 5, 6, and 7 here, he's basically saying in the very beginning here, he says he wants us to have our faith grounded in something in the big picture. And he wants that faith, that big picture, to be Jesus Christ. He says, you, this church amazing church you heard the gospel truth of god and he told you this truth and you have got to not let go of it because what's happening to them is that they're hearing all sorts of other ideas let me give you an example um 
Joshua and I were having a conversation the other day, and this is my oldest son, and uh, he was just uh, he was sharing with me how uh, he was reading some research or he saw some research at university where they were drilling a hole um, nine inches in diameter, the Russians, and they have come, they, they, they're the ones who've dug deepest into towards the core of the earth. Mm-hmm. And I kid you not, I, I, how old am I now? 46, 47, I don't know, something around that. You're 46. I'm 46, all right. I always lose count. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I was kind of like blown away because at that moment, <laughs> I suddenly said to him, wait a second, we've never drilled to the center of the earth. Right. And, and it suddenly hit me that nobody's ever drilled to the center of the earth. And, he, and Joshua was explaining, yeah, because the drill bit melts and it just, it just can't go Our that son far. studies geology, yeah, so, he, so he knows quite a bit more about the center of the earth than either of us do. And so, it's one of those things where it opens up the vast chasm of your ignorance about a topic, was, right? You're yeah, like, oh. I know. I was like, it just, like, it just, I had this kind of like, like the heavens opened and angels were singing and there's an epiphany moment where I suddenly realized, all those drawings in school with the little core, was a little white core was drawn in the center. Nobody's ever got to that core. It's just, yeah. it's, well, a, it's, it's a great they thing. Know. Yeah. They know based they on know, other things. They know based on what? On the substance of something else. So they've, they've had to grow this knowledge and, and then say and extract the data and say, I trust that there is in the center of this earth a white ball. A golf ball, and it's and it's got all these. Well, I properties. guess you could even say statistics is like that a little bit. That you draw it's a sample and you make inferences from a sample yeah, about an yeah, entire population. Sure. So you haven't surveyed the entire population, but if you've done your sampling correctly, then you can have faith in that. But sure. there's there's a certain amount of faith that you have to have because so, you have not actually asked every single person in your sample so what the Paul, question. What Paul's trying to say is that he wants us to have a faith that it's not just on something that could be, but he's saying that's something that's definitive in the sense of that it's Jesus Christ. And he's going to expand on that through the whole letter. But our time's up for today, so I'll repeat the question one more time and let you guys think about it. Why is genuine faith never just believing things are true, that it's just intellectual assent? What else is required to make it real? Think about that, look after each other, and live love. Thanks for your support for the Daily Walk podcast. Wherever you are in the world, we just want to let you know that we're praying for you and we're glad that you're praying for us too. If you can help us out by giving online, then please go to boulder.church forward slash give and help this ministry actually make an effect on others as well. Keep us in your prayers, look after each other and live love.